Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll look at a few key takeaways and we'll end our session with a short prayer. So let's go ahead and get started. The Resurrection of Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel as I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. The Resurrection of the Dead But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But if he did not raise him, if in fact the dead are not raised, for if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God, the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. Now, when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. Now, if there is no resurrection, what would those do who are baptized for the dead. If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized for them? And as for us, 
Why do we endanger ourselves every hour? I face death every day, yes, just as surely as I boast about you in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I fought wild beasts in Ephesus with no more than human hopes, what have I gained? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame, the resurrection body. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body would they come? How foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies and there are earthly bodies, but the splendor of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another, and stars differs from star and splendor. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last, Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, the second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. With that perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. And then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This is the end of the reading. So what we take from here is that Paul is saying the resurrection of Christ is real. The resurrection of the dead that's spoken to in the scriptures is real. God did rise from the dead and he appeared to many people and to the apostles. And if we believe that Christ did not rise from the dead, then this entire thing this religion, this faith in God is of no consequence. If we, if the dead is not resurrected, then let us just be merry, enjoy ourselves, drink ourselves to drunkness, because tomorrow we're all going to perish and cease to be. But no, he says, just like Adam was the first man 
that brought us into sin through his action, so Christ will deliver us from the sin of man. And through his resurrection is how we claim this victory. So if his resurrection is not true, then we're all liars and fools. But it is true. There are many witnesses to his resurrection, and there's many places in the Bible where it was predicted. Over and over again, Paul is citing us specific circumstances to prove to us that our faith is not in vain, that there is a God, there is a Jesus Christ that died and was resurrected. So let us end in prayer. Father God, again, we thank you for bringing us your word, for bringing us this understanding that the only thing that matters is the death and resurrection of Christ, of Jesus Christ. Our faith in him is everything that matters. And that if that was not true, then nothing matters. So Lord, we know that through Jesus' death, the Holy Spirit came to dwell inside of us. And that through the presence of the Holy Spirit, we're able to stand in front of you, forgiven for all the sins, Lord. For you send your only son to die on the cross and exchange his life for the sins of the world. So Lord, we just thank you for this incredible gift. We thank you for this understanding. We thank you for our faith. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. Lord, we ask the Holy Spirit to come and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.